Kingdom. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I am Michael. And the purpose for our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Today, we have a great question for you for our episode number 22. It is, where do you go when you sleep at night? Have you ever wondered about that? After all, you didn't just disappear just because you fall asleep and magically reappear when you wake up in the morning, do you? You know that your body continues to breathe and move while you sleep. Of course, you even have what we call dreams while you sleep, at least some of the times. Then, other times, it may seem to you that nothing at all happened while you slept because you don't recall anything after you fell asleep until you awaken. Sometimes you may wake up in the middle of the night and do something like go to the bathroom or get a drink of water, but sometimes you forget you did all of that when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes you may suddenly remember in the middle of the day that you awakened in the middle of the night and did something. At other times, you may suddenly vividly remember in the middle of the day while you're driving or at work that you had a dream that you hadn't remembered at all when you first woke up in the morning. These are all pretty common experiences in relationship to most people's sleep experience. So, most people don't ever think of what happens or what they do or where they might go when they fall asleep. As adults, you may tend to assume that when you go to sleep, you just sleep. The end. And that's essentially the same thing a lot of people assume about what happens when they die. When you die, you die. But more and more people are coming out to tell stories of their experiences when they physically die and then return to the physical life sometime later. Those experiences have come to be called near-death experiences. Then, there are many people around the world who have reported having had some sort of an out-of-body experience. They describe their experiences as having seen, felt, and heard things from above their body or in a completely different place than in this world or maybe someplace at a different place in the world. There are even people who have lived days, weeks, months, or even years. Yet when they return to this worldly experience, they realize that only a few minutes have passed. They can recount minute details of their quote-unquote other life. So what's going on here? Do you have a life other than the life that you are conscious of in your so-called waking hours each day? You are, after all, still alive when you are sleeping, of course. When you think about it, how much of your day do you really remember clearly? Most of us can give a pretty good general rundown of what we did in the course of a single day from the time we wake up 
in our bed to the time we are ready to fall asleep. We can pretty much say that we did this, that, and the other thing today, but when it comes to the detailed blow-by-blow of every little moment of that day, most of us, if not all of us, would be hard-pressed to recall everything in vivid detail. And that's just considering the strictly physical aspects of everything that we experienced that day. What if we added our subjective experience throughout the day? Like how we felt when each thing happened or what we were thinking when a certain thing happened. So it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities that you may have forgotten much or most of what you experienced during your sleep. But just because you forgot that you got up in the middle of the night when you wake up in the morning doesn't mean that you didn't wake up in the middle of the night and do something. Just because you may have forgotten a vivid dream you had while you were deep asleep, it doesn't mean that you didn't dream. And just because you didn't remember anything from while you were sleeping, it doesn't mean that nothing happened and that you experienced nothing. No, it just means that you forgot. More and more people reporting details account, detailed accounts of their experiences out of their bodies, whether through a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience, have given others a reminder that perhaps it's not just darkness and nothingness for you while you sleep. And just as most near-death or out-of-body experiences, experiencers claim, they are looking from a different perspective than their normal, everyday waking consciousness. If a person had one such experience, couldn't he or she have it more than once? If a person can have such a, an experience more than once, what says, what says that people can't have it all of the time? When a person reports having such an experience, could it be that the person merely remembered it this time rather than that the person only had the experience once? It's perhaps not so different than remembering some dreams after awakening and not remembering others. What happens when you begin to remember more? You know, I was invited to address a public school class of fourth graders a few years ago in Chicago. And did I say that right? Chicago. Chicago. (laughs) Hey, I'm starting to get a little bit more of my voice back, by the way. And so in this classroom of beautiful, bright, really bright uh, souls in little bodies, fourth graders, in a very, very rough inner city neighborhood, and mostly from poor families. So I'm standing in front of this classroom of bright souls and realize, oh, they're so bright in here. Even if the external circumstances are kind of dark at times, the souls, the the fourth graders are very bright. And they're bright because they haven't forgotten a lot of their light yet. You know, we, we tend to start to forget about it when we become adults sometimes. But these kids were right there. And so I asked the fourth graders, where do you go when you go to sleep at night? Same question as this show today. And at least three quarters of those students' hands shot up instantly. 
the enthusiasm in that classroom was so great that some of them couldn't wait for me to pick on them to share their answers. They started to holler out, I go to dreamland. I go to my to see my grandma who died last year. Ah. I go to school. I go to a place with animals. I go to be with my friends. I go to a purple place. Not a single one of them said that they merely, you know, just went to sleep or that they go nowhere or do nothing. And even the ones who mentioned dreams They said that they went to dreamland rather than they just dreamt. They all experienced going somewhere, having an experience different than what they were having right there in the daytime. And what was that? Well, younger children often remember more of their adventures as souls in or out of their bodies. They're not as locked in to the experience of being a body. For most adults, by the time they made it to adulthood, the constant wear and tear of stress, trauma, and worldly life in general makes them forget so much of who they really are. If you can meditate and reflect upon what you experienced as a little child, you may begin to recall some of your soul experiences that don't necessarily have much to do with your bodily experience. When I was in early grade school age, I recall so much of my you know, memories from that period of time from about five or ten feet above my head. <laughs> I, was, I was not in my body much of the time. During class, I often daydreamed. I'd go out of my body to the point where what the teacher was saying in the class seemed like she was in the next room, far away. It wasn't that she was far away. I was far away. Exactly. <laughs> like the one fourth grader who said that he went to dreamland when he went to sleep at night, I tended to do that in my so-called waking hours in school. I'd often get bored and just float out go somewhere else, do something else. And I recall vividly when I was in my first Easter egg hunt on a U.S. military base in Tokyo. You know, I grew up in Japan, but I was uh, raised in an American school on a military base. And when I was in first grade, uh, this was happening, and I wasn't brought up Christian or in an all-American culture. So even though I went to an American school, Easter was not something I knew anything about at that time. Nobody at home talked about it or in my neighborhood. The teachers and officials assumed at this event, assumed that every kid knew what an Easter egg hunt was. I thought, you know, since we were lining up on this white line and there's another white line on the other side of the field, I thought, of course, this was a running race, just going across the field. I didn't know why they gave us empty, colorful baskets. <laughs> so I figured, well, it must be a you know race where you're holding the basket and go across the other side of the field. And it's so strange when adults assume and expect you know what you're supposed to do. 
And there's no instruction, there's no communication, just expectation, assumption. Anyway, I just ran across the field as fast as I could, and I was so surprised and joyful that I had won the race. Well, since I was a chubby kid and not a fast runner, it was the first running race that I ever won. (laughs) But I guess I didn't win. A couple of men who were the Easter egg hunt officials ran over to me and they were yelling at me to go to the bushes. Well, I was 10 feet above my head watching this, wondering why they were yelling at my body and pushing my body to go toward these bushes. And I saw other kids on their hands and knees halfway under the bushes. And I was wondering why no one's talking to me where I was up about 10 feet above my body. They didn't even look at me. They were looking at the body. And they kept pushing my body toward the bushes. And finally, when I went to a bush, they continued yelling at me to go find the eggs under the bushes. Well, my thought from 10 feet above my head was, why would I find eggs under the bushes? I had no clue as to what was going on. (laughs) Yes. Raphael says sometimes, today, I'm still a little clueless. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing for me about that experience was that all the energy that the adults were throwing at my body helped me push me, push, push me out of the body. And I didn't know that at that time, but that's what happened. And I was able to remember my out-of-body experience. You know, it wasn't too far out. It wasn't a different dimension, but... I was 10 feet above my head. And of course, I was well into my 20s when I realized that that, that was my experience you know, when, when I was a child. But as a child, I experienced the whole incident as a bit traumatic and, and confusing. Over my lifetime so far, I've had many out-of-body experiences like that and, and many that are many more that were different I I didn't stick around in this world. Some of them, the out-of-body experiences, I only recalled much later in life uh, because it's normal when I was a kid. But also, about the time I was about six or so, I started to become aware that many nights when I was falling asleep, I would go from being aware of being in my bed and falling asleep to suddenly hovering over a scene And these were really vivid. And it was nighttime, and somewhere in Japan, I I can tell it's Japan, and I was hovering over, usually, a car accident, a scene of a car accident. And I would be helping the person or persons who were affected by the accident. Later in life, I realized that some of those people I helped were what we would call dead from the accident. And others were alive, but injured and traumatized. And still others were traumatized because they were witnesses to the accident. They're friends of the people who got injured or killed. And I helped them to heal. When I was about high school age, the out-of-body experience I fell asleep, you know, to began to change from car accidents to scenes of larger scale devastation, such as the aftermath of large earthquakes or tsunamis or other natural or man-made disasters affecting many people. So over the course of my life, it was a nightly sojourn. 
And when I started to teach clairvoyance and spiritual awareness as an adult, when I was 21, and development, uh, psychic development, at 21 years old, my nightly work as a kind of psychic emergency response personnel (laughs) evolved into teaching students every night. I noticed there were both students that were students in my waking classes, as well as those who had never met me in the physical world, at least at the time. Later on, I come to discover that some of those nighttime class students showed up to learn from me during my waking hours. But years later, I've been teaching my what I call my uh, night classes every night ever since, and I do still respond during my sleep time to natural man-made disasters and people affected by them, but not on a nightly basis. As well, when I do, I make it into a kind of field trip to take my students along and to help to help other people uh, in need, and the students can learn how to heal out of their body and organize group relief work. Of course, I've also had five near-death experiences in the past 14 years, so I've had various types of excursions while sleeping in a coma or technically dead. As much as I've traveled around the world in my waking hours in this lifetime, I've traveled far more in my nightly sojourns. Now, the exploration of this aspect of your life isn't just what happens after sleep or after death, but the real value, the real importance is in being the beginning of understanding choice. As Ursula the Witch in the Disney Disney animation, The Little Mermaid, says, life is full of tough choices, ain't it? (laughs) 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 One of my favorite lines there. Exploring the nature and meaning of death and dying, what we do, where we go in our sleep, is to discover the power of choice and our freedom of choice. We're never a victim in life or in death. We're always, we always have a choice where we go, what to do, what we experience in life, as well as how we experienced it. How we choose to die determines how we are live, how we're going to live our life. All of that begins with starting to explore where you go and what you do in your sleeping life. We are coming right up on our first break, and while the break is on, check our website, michaeltamora.com, for our upcoming events, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring where do you go when you sleep at night? <laughs> um, I did want to remind you that we may be able to take some calls today, so I'm going to repeat that phone number in case you want to call in about your astral or dream experiences. It's one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, where we actually go is a place that some have uh, named the astral. And we have this thing called the astral body, kind of a a body double, but it's on a finer energetic level. We go out of the body and we go out and have our experiences and have dreams and all kinds of things. And over the years, this is a huge subject, by the way. Yes, it is. Over the years, I have, um, it's been one of my ways that I've been able to really validate and and stay in touch with my own spiritual path, even in the hardest time, you know, when I was a teenager, when I was in my early 20s and having outside physical influences that weren't so great in my life or uh, not really understanding how life worked and all that. When I went to sleep at night, a lot of times I got answers. So the astral is actually the place where most people go. There's very many levels of the astral. And one of the th- places on the astral that we go is when we're grounded in in the body this physical dimension is actually a a dimension of the astral it's a more dense level and we're here in order to uh, master ourselves in this level of uh, beingness and existence so that as we become more educated this is a school if you don't see earth as a school um, it can be quite uh, confusing and hard to be here. But if you understand that each experience you have is part of your learning, then when you go to sleep at night and go out to the finer levels of spirit, because we're spirit in the body and we're spirit out of the body, we have our experiences out there. Now, one of the things that can be interesting is that a lot of people have dreams about what goes on in their day life. 
you know, if let's say, for instance, you're having a hard time solving a problem and you wake up and you're still trying to solve that problem, you didn't really go very far out. In other words, you just climbed into those mental image pictures we've talked about in other shows, the pictures that um, we carry with us that Uh, represent our experiences in life. So let's say you had a wonderful birthday when you were 12 years old and you think of that birthday. That's a mental image picture. It doesn't exist anymore as an experience, but it's there. Uh, We call it a memory, but it's something we, we learned from. We learned how to have a good time and, you know, the balloons were nice and our best friend was there and so on. But if, let's say, we uh, go out and we have all kinds of problems we're thinking about, and then we wake up, and then those problems are still in our face. Those are energized pictures, and we haven't really released those pictures in order to be able to go up to meet our friends in the spirit planes and and to meet our spiritual teachers like Michael. I also had very many experiences of having dreams about teaching students and sure enough they would start to show up a year or two later it's happened so many times I have to smile every time it does even after all these years so as you go into the upper planes and you're able to have better and you know you start to meditate and clear out all the mental image pictures that are pestering you and not really solving anything You start to be able to explore life in a very different and higher attitude. But we all have to start someplace. Even in the space of how we have our sleep, you have to have enough sleep or else the body's too tired and our vibration is too low. So then when we go out in our astral body, we just hover above the body and the astral body sleeps and we kind of sleep through life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to have a most amazing astral when I was five years old. And I talked in length about that astral experience in the very first episode of this show, I do believe. Yeah, it was that's coming up for a replay next week. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, but I did want to uh, introduce to you another story that happened when I was a teenager. You know, teenagers, their hormones are turning on and, and they're starting to explore their sexuality and everything. And when I was about 16 years old, I had a big crush on a guy who was about 22 years old. (laughs) And I didn't know about this astral thing, but I did uh, trust my dreams because they often told me predictive things and that were true. And it helped me to solve my problems. A lot of times it gave me good, good uh, insights and so on. So this one night I went to sleep, and I shared a bed with my sister, so had nothing to do with her. And I found myself floating above my body, and I was thinking about this boy or this young man uh, as I was falling asleep. And the next thing I knew, I was hovering over him in his bed across town. I lived in the Detroit area at the time, and he was in East Detroit. And I looked down, and I noticed I was still wearing my nightgown, and I felt a little embarrassed about it. But he was looking up at me going, wow, look at look at you. You know, it was that feeling. And he said in words to me, oh, you look so beautiful. And I was so touched by that. I slammed back into my body and woke up. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot it. And the funny thing was about two days later, um, I ran into this guy. He, he, you know, he traveled around the neighborhoods. And I started to tell him my dream. I said, I, 
I, I was wearing this white nightgown when I went to sleep at night and I started to, and he put up his hand and said, stop. And he finished the sentence mm-hmm. and he said, and this is what I said to you. And then he repeated about how he said I was beautiful and everything. And he said, and he said you're too young. I can't date you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you were lucky. <laughs> yeah. Good person. So anyway, it was, it was a really wonderful experience. And sometimes um, if two people are sleeping together or two people are really tightly tuned into each other, like best friends or mother and daughter or father and son and so on, sometimes you'll experience what, what we call a shared dream, which is really remembering the same astral experience together. And with our students that we have, this happens actually quite often. Quite often, yeah. Because the shared dream could be between just two souls, or it could be between a whole group of souls. And what Raphael is saying, it happens with our students, and especially uh, our group of advanced students who have been training and, and practicing bringing back the remembrance of what they experience out of the body. It's, there's like, just like Raphael was saying earlier, there's many, many dimensions, many, many different levels of what you might call the astral or being out of the body. Everything from what I mentioned earlier when I was a child and started to recognize, oh, I'm at these scenes of physical accidents that actually happened uh, in the world. And I started kind of local <laughs> in Japan. But then as I grew up, it became more international, more global. Uh, sometimes I'd be in them, you know, uh, Africa or, or South America or India or someplace else in the world than where I was living physically. But it was still on the, what we would call this world in real time. So if the accident happened at 10 o'clock at night, I would be hovering, let's say, 10, you know, 15 at night uh, and the, the ambulances and this and that would be there and so forth and so on. So if, if you had somebody there to vouch for that, you know, what happened last night at this place, and they would pretty much give you the same information as what I was experiencing, but from an out-of-body area. Now, you know, now physicists are becoming aware very much that, hey, this thing we call solid earth and solid bodies that we think we have are not really solid. Now the quantum physicists are are saying that, hey, 99.9% of our so-called physical body is space, not even air, it's space. And so, huh, well, when you're in this out-of-body, at the, the lowest part of the out-of-body in terms of closest to the physical, and you're still in this world, when you're out-of-body in your uh, astral body that Raphael is talking about, you could walk through the walls. You could, you could, you know, go through uh, the ceiling. Go through the ceiling. You could teleport. Uh, if a car runs you over, well, it doesn't run you over. It goes right through you. <laughs> so, so that's the beginning, and then it goes up from there. Well, in one of my near-death experiences, I was floating up through the uh, ceiling of the ambulance, and for a you know, what would be equivalent of a few moments, 
I was seeing this beautiful blue sky. I mean, everything's so much more intense and vivid when you're out of the body, if you could remember it when you come back. Uh, and then I'm seeing Raphael following in a car, and and there's there's recognition. Everything's happening in so-called what we call real time in physical world. But just shortly after that, oh, I'm in a completely different dimension. It's, it's a total celestial dimension where there's no bodies, there's no uh, trees or cars or roads or anything resembling Earth. And it's just energy. And it's just a very, very fine and beautiful, bright, living energy. And then these glowing, radiant, magnificent golden beings show up. They're above me a little bit. And we experience these things as above or below. It's, it's relative. You know, it's not everything in that is all at the same place, same time, everything. But in our mind, even out of the body, we organize it. Ah, they look to me as above me because they were at a higher vibration. And, and I'm coming up. I'm floating up toward them. But before I can get to them, the, one, of the, one of the golden beings came down to meet me. So, so, and, and when this being came down to where I was, she turned into a she. She turned into <clears throat> a kind of a, uh, well, I recognized her as, as this huge angel and she had uh, kind of a gown on and, and um, uh, beautiful uh, features and everything and very compassionate. Uh, and she, you know, chided me. She scolded me <laughs> silently saying, no, no, no. Hey, you got to get back. <laughs> not your time yet. <laughs> not your time. She said, not yet. <laughs> and I, I felt a little bit like a school kid and be caught by the teacher sneaking out of the room or something. So anyway, uh, so that's two different dimensions, right? And it's not... That wasn't the next level after this physical. No, it's way up there. And, and, but I didn't get all the way up to where those beings were. They had to, one had to come down and bring me back to, the, back to earth. <laughs> As sometimes, you know, Raphael says, uh, back to earth, Michael, back to earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of that experience for me was I was following behind that ambulance, and I actually saw him go up through the ambulance and was hovering above the ambulance. And um, we had just bought a house not too long before. And I was thinking about, you can't leave us. You can't leave me now. And I fisted him. (laughs) He's looking at me like, I'm having a great time up here. What? (laughs) And that's exactly my experience is when I look down at her and she's actually shaking her fist at me. And I'm aware you know, totally, she's clairvoyant, she sees me. And so we have this whole thing. And my interpretation, I, I knew this isn't exactly what she was saying. But in my mind, I'm making it into a joke of, oh, I better get back because, because she's going, you know, if you leave me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I go, oh, my God. Hey, I'm already dead, right? <laughs> but I, I made it into a joke. I was laughing away because I wasn't feeling what she's going through. You know, she's going through earthly stuff, and it's a big deal. I'm just joyful and 
Yay, I'm free. And hey, Raphael, I'm up here. You look great. <laughs> so that's the difference in when we're free of the encumbrances of responsibility and obligation, commitment to, okay, this is tough here, but we have to get through this. I have to wake up in the morning. <laughs> and that's part of I think why by design we do get a break out of the body every night, if, yes. especially um, if we get good sleep, because then it gives us a break. And, um, you know, the whole thing about um, it's too hard, I'm going to, you know, go out to spirit forever and kill myself and all that. That's not the answer. No. Um, the answer is starting to become more aware and awake in your dream state, in on the astral and uh, before we go on the break, Michael, tell about that astral you had where you actually woke up and were completely what we call lucid, and you were at the very top of a oh building a, oh yeah a, of a ladder. Yes, it's hilarious. It's it starts off as as a dream, and and uh, uh, which uh, for some of you who think being out of the body is always you know you remember it in dream form, it's not. I don't dream a regular dream very often. But in this case, I start off as a dream, and I'm somewhere like New York or some big city with big skyscrapers. And somehow, I'm on a ladder that's against the skyscraper, you know. And, uh, you know, when you hear it now, you, you think that's very strange. But in a dream, you know, did you notice when you're in a dream, you start in a dream and you assume everything's real, right? So you know, I'm just assuming, I'm just climbing up this very, very, very tall ladder. And I'm about at the 40th or 50th floor <laughs> of the skyscraper. And I look down and the, I mean, people, I can hardly see people. It's like little ants. Well, the wind comes up and it knocks the ladder backwards and I'm going backwards and I'm going, oh no. And I, you know, there's a moment of fear and I look down and I remember, wait a minute, something's wrong with this picture. And I realized, oh, this is a dream. As soon as I realize it, I pop out of the dream state and I become lucid. I'm on the astral, I'm spirit. And I go, Great. I've always wondered if people say, if you die in your dream, you're not going to wake up. You'll be dead in bed. And I thought, let's test that theory. <laughs> so so I go and I, I don't get out of the dream. I go, let's go with it. And wham, I go down to the ground, uh, hit full blast on that concrete. And it felt like a bed of marshmallows. <laughs> I didn't die, so I couldn't test that theory. But <laughs> well, you did test the theory. Yeah. You didn't die, and no. <laughs> and so um, as you become lucid on the astral, you find you have a lot more control of it. Yes. So we have a our second break coming up. Um, when we return, we'll continue with our exploration of where you go when you sleep at night. But before we do. I just want to remind you to look at our website and um, check out our uh, event we have coming up July 14th and 15th on the big island of Hawaii in Kona. Aloha. Uh, it's, it is, and also my, Michael's 65th birthday. It's a do-it-yourself mini retreat to celebrate your power to intuit, imagine, create, and accomplish with Michael Tamura as your teacher. Meanwhile... We'll be right back, and michaeltamora.com is our website. You can check that, and then we'll be right back. 
See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back, and welcome to those of you just joining us. Our topic today is, where do you go when you sleep at night? Ah, I'm just starting to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things that is uh, a purpose besides letting the body rest and and going out and having other explorations as a soul in the spirit plane we call the astral is that we get to look at our life from that other perspective and we often get uh, either guidance from other our spirit guides out of the body or even from what we call our higher self, the part of us that is that doesn't incarnate with us. You know, as a soul, we're huge beings. Uh, you can't really give it a size. No. <laughs> but it's, it's really a very vast space that we all each belong to. And space really isn't even the right uh, word for it. But one of the things that we do is sometimes we assess what we're doing in our life from out of the body, uh, often very much like what we do when we die. When we die, we go through a life review. Well, when we go to sleep at night, often we review what we're doing. And um, for instance, one of my common things uh, that I get for myself is food advice. (laughs) So, for instance, I remember in my 20s, um, I really love ice cream or loved it. I don't love it so much anymore, but I used to really love ice cream, and sometimes I'd have it every night before I went to bed. And um, sometimes uh, 
because I loved ice cream, maybe I would be eating ice cream on in my dreams as well. But oftentimes what would happen is if, if I was doing some kind of damage to my body, too much sugar or too much cow's milk or or whatever wasn't really working for my body, I would have a dream that was something like this. Um, I'd be sitting at a table eating like 25 bowls of ice cream <laughs> with the feeling of I shouldn't be doing this. And when I woke up in the morning, the message to me I already knew was I have to cut out the ice cream for a while. I'm eating too much of it. Mm-hmm. So very simple. I mean, the, that communication we get from our upper selves, there was no being, there was no guide. It was a message from myself to myself, from my upper self to my, what we call the lower, the, the more lower self, which is uh, where the body resides. Mm-hmm, the body person. Huh? Right. So, so it helped me with my choices yes. a, a little bit more and made me more aware. Hey, I, I'm not doing myself any good doing this. And so all the out-of-body experiences near-death experiences, sleep and dreaming and anything when you get out. Well, it's not so much that the body's a container and you uh, go in and out of it. It's you're all like just like Raphael said, spirit, you, is vast. The body cannot ever contain you. And so, in fact, the body is part of inside the mind. The mind is fast. And the mind is where you make things and make choices. So then our spiritual growth is always about choices. And the fundamental choice that propels us on our spiritual path and advances us on our development is whether we make the choice for spirit or choice against it. Choice for limitlessness or choice against it, to be limited. You know, we get scared. That's the only reason we limit ourselves, right? Oh, no, I I can't do that. It's too much. Uh, that's the limitation. And all limitations not necessarily bad. It's just that that's what we choose. So as long as we know we're choosing, okay, I'm not quite ready for that yet. Great, that's a limitation. But it could be a wise choice for you at the time because you know your limits. And then, but sooner or later, you're going to have to look at, okay, I've been limiting myself just to this point, but now it's time I have to get out of the box. That's called getting out of the body. The body is the limit and getting out is not this physical thing of climbing out of a container. No, it's going beyond the limitations that we have put upon ourselves up to this point. Limitation on awareness. Oh, nothing happens when I go to sleep. I just go to sleep. It's all black. And then I wake up in the morning and I feel refreshed. Okay? That's how many, many people live. And that's okay until it's not. Until you as the soul needs to start to ask this question wait a minute, I mean, I was alive for the eight hours that I was sleeping or six hours or whatever it was. And I'm. when you start to pay attention, you know you're coming back into the body consciousness when you're waking up in the morning. It's not, even if it's an alarm clock, yes, and you bolt out of bed because, oh, I have an important thing to do. But if you pay attention Oh, you're kind of sliding into home base, coming into the body. And for a lot of us, it might take us a while. 
We've already, you know, brushed our teeth and, and taken a shower, got dressed, and we're still half out of our gourd sometimes. Spaced out, you might say. Okay? Lights uh, are on, no one's home. Yeah, lights <laughs> are on, no one's home. And and so how often during the course of a day do you start to recognize I'm spaced out? That means I'm not all here as spirit, as awareness. My awareness is kind of divided. I'm a little bit aware here, enough to like walk around or drive a car even, but not fully present to experiencing life here fully. No, I'm just kind of out of it. And later on, I don't remember a whole lot of stuff because I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't present. The more present you are, wherever you are, the more you remember. Oh, so when you go out of the body, when you fall asleep at night, you no longer have to stay with the body to take care of it. The body's rest mode. Okay, you go, go ahead and rest. It's like the mother with a baby. Okay, the baby's sleeping. Shh, the baby's sleeping. I'm finally, I got to go read a book. I got to go take a bath or whatever. And the mother's so relieved and at peace and happy because, okay, as much as she loves the baby, it's a lot of work paying attention to it and taking care of it all the time. Ah, now the baby's sleeping. Shh, don't wake her up. (laughs) And so the same thing we do as spirit. Hush, the body's sleeping. Let the body rest. We're out of here. And where we go, that's completely based on choice. If our choices are that of victimhood, yeah, oh, I'm I'm really, you know, people are doing it to me during my waking hours, and I'm unhappy, and I'm, you know, I can't do anything. And or I'm stuck on something that happened yesterday or in yeah, the past. exactly. And that, oh, I'm so upset about 10 years ago. <laughs> and so then, huh, what kind of choice are you making? You're making a choice to be to you're you're really making a choice to be right and suffer rather than let go and be happy. Yeah, because I have to be right. I mean, you know, that's the person who did it to me. I'm not gonna let it that go until I see some justice and see this and that. <clears throat> so that doesn't mean, you know, you have to let illegal things go by and not not bring it to legal justice, but within your own self. Ah, You're not going to be happy until you're able to be free of that, let it go. So that's the choice that confronts us every day. And when we go to sleep at night, are we willing to let go of all the day's things and just review and go, okay, yeah, I was upset about that, but nah, I'm I'm ready to move on. Or next time when I have that opportunity to uh, make a better decision, and it will always come around yep. again, you will make a better decision. And so that the more you, you decide for yourself, meaning spirit, rather than for worldly body-based stuff and upsets and emotional upsets and everything else, the more you're going to go higher to a finer, more free aspect of the so-called astral so you you have the more celestial the more at peace you're going to experience the spiritual teachings spiritual teachings you'll be able to work with your guides teachers and other people uh, out of the body as souls and by the time you wake up in the morning you could be in a completely different space 
right. So, <clears throat> so then... We have Nicole in Michigan who has a question for us. So, um, Nicole, hello. Welcome to our show. Hi, Raphael. Hi, Michael. Hello, hello. there. What's your question for us? <laughs> this is my this is my third time. I'm beginning to feel like I have like VIP passes to your show. Yes, <laughs> maybe you well, do. Maybe you do. <laughs> well, wonderful. Um, my question is: I'm pretty conscious in my dream world um, of the work I do. I feel like I've been working with spirit in the dream world since I was a child. Even having yes. deceased people come to me yes. when I'm going to sleep at night. Um, but I'm wondering if there's anything you can maybe help me with so I can even grow more consciously and work oh. on, a ne- on the next level. That's a great question. And I'm actually going to turn this over to Michael, but um, this may sound redundant from other shows, but I believe that meditating and learning to work with your energy space and your aura and learning to clean out your space and also learning to practice letting go of energy just as michael was talking about before we took your call is the more you're able to let go of stuff that happens in the course of the day or what we call blowing pictures or de-energizing our experiences the more you'll be able to go higher and higher on these spirit planes and also for you nicole specifically there's Sometimes where you are as a soul, you're, you're very bright and very aware, like as you say, of spirit. And so what you've set up is sometimes you deliberately don't remember consciously too vividly when you come back to the body because you need to be here and you need to put your attention more on <laughs> your worldly life and what's going on in your relationship with this person, that person here. You don't have that much, you know, problems uh, in the astral plane, but you do mm-hmm. have difficulties here. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and especially when you need to learn to pay attention more here, uh, uh, you, you decide, okay, I don't want to remember too many of the joyous, wonderful, vivid stuff that I experience on the astral and spirit because then it's like you know if you see a incredible movie and you can't stop thinking about it during the day and you you get you don't do your job or you you can't do your work because you're too much into that remembering that movie that's a little bit yeah that's a little bit what what I see with you is a lot of times you need to pay attention to more here and the the job at hand in the world so that you just go, okay, I don't want to be distracted by all the stuff that goes on in the spirit world. So you don't re, you don't bring in all the information, but when you're ready to, when you're able to integrate it in in your life as you're living it here, because that's really the purpose for exactly. it. Exactly. Um, then then you'll start to even remember more when you go in the higher planes, because even people who are living or in a more lower band of energy in their day life, they do tend to go up higher. They just can't bring it in because of that lower energy they're dealing with. Well, thank you, Nicole, for joining us for for the show. Um, And keep on dreaming. That's really great. Oh, will do. Thank you, guys. You're You're welcome. welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, next week, our showtime will be on the 4th of July. Since it's a national holiday and our radio won't be doing our radio studio won't be doing live broadcasts, we'll have a special replay of our very first Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura episode 
called Making Miracles Part of Everyday Life. Since we'll be celebrating Independence Day, it'll be great to revisit our true freedom of spirit, being in the world and not of it. Rather than getting stuck that what you know to do about a situation or condition in your life isn't working, go for having a miracle, a new perspective, and a new experience. As souls, we're never without hope or power. This will be a great show to introduce your friends to who have never tuned in to our global internet radio show. So please remember to tell them about our show and share it on social media. And remember to check our website, michaeltamora.com, about our new teleclass series that we have. And it, one is coming up this Saturday, June 30th, 2018, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. And the title will be Truth or Fiction, Learn to See with Your Third Eye. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.